Greetings from Buffalo Lake Lutheran Church. Once again, we seem to be in a, another snowstorm event and everybody seems to be socked into their homes, not able to get out because of the snow and the wind. But hey, you know what? We just switched our clocks ahead one hour, so we'll have one less hour of winter. So that's a positive thing coming up, isn't it? Spring is coming indeed one hour closer. In the meantime, we'll have our message this morning here on the podcast, so we're going to get right to it. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we ask you for your blessing upon us. We thank you that we have this great power, this wonderful wisdom, this deep insight, this flow of abundance surging through our lives, blessing us in every way and through us, helping and serving mankind. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. If we confess that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the death, we will be saved. For it is by our faith that we have put right with God. It is by our confession that we are saved. Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess to you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. Therefore we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, and ask you for Christ's sake, grant us forgiveness of all our sins. And by your Holy Spirit, increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will and true obedience to your word. To the end, that by your grace we may come to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So then submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he'll run away from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from Thy presence, and take not Thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and renew a right spirit within me. I happened to come across this song that Juliana happened to sing during the Pops concert back in 2021. It's called Blessings, and that fits perfectly into what we're going to be talking about today. So let's go ahead and listen to that song. Family, 
You know, you talk about blessings. I certainly have been blessed with such a wonderful family. Two wonderful daughters, a wonderful wife. I have been blessed with so many friends, 
uh, people that have helped me through thick and thin. Church members have been so wonderful for me. I have truly been blessed. And I hope that for each one of us and everybody out there as well, that you have been blessed with so much. And make sure you give God thanks for the blessings that you have in your life. What does it really mean to be blessed? What are blessings in the Bible, and how do biblical blessings differ from our cultural understanding of happiness? Blessings are gifts from God that bring happiness to our lives. God also blesses us with his favor, empowering us to fulfill his plan for our lives. And God blesses those who trust and obey him. God extends both spiritual and material blessings to those who follow him. God wants us to find our happiness and contentment through our relationships as we worship God and love others. In order to have blessings from God, we need to trust in God. We have to believe in God's truth. And the truth will set us free from the bondage of this world. Talk about the truth setting us free. Jesus is having an encounter with some of the Jewish leaders. And they're having a conversation about the truth. We read in John chapter 8 verses 31 through 44. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you can say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. They said to him, We were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and I am here. I came not on my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It's because you cannot bear to hear my word. You you are of your father, 
the devil, and your will is to do your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. The truth will set us free. When we give God the first and best of our time, of our energy, we can trust that he will take care of the rest. We don't have to be afraid because we can always trust that listening for God's voice in everything we do and everywhere we go will not only keep us on track, but will also bring blessings into our lives. It says our barns will burst and our wine vats will brim over. It is only when we rely on ourselves or things other than God that we become lost weak and insecure. We know we're trusting God when we surrender our lives to him because that he is always good and he is in control no matter what attacks or circumstances come our way. This trust shows itself in a heart that stays calm, which is not something we can force or muster up. It is not the same as acting calm on the outside when we're panicking on the inside. A calm heart is one that genuinely trusts more in God's goodness than what it sees on the outside. In order to have the truth set you free, you need to trust in God. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 12, it says, Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health and your very bones will vibrate with life. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Your barns will burst and your wine vats will brim over. You don't, but don't, dear friend, resent God's discipline. Don't sulk under his loving correction. It's the child he loves that God corrects. A father's delight is behind all of this. See, God loves us and he is there to correct us and to help us keep us on our path. He is there to guide us. If only we can trust in his infinite wisdom and strength and guidance. But yet, as it says in Psalm 78:32, but the people continued to sin. They did not trust in the amazing things that God could do. This verse refers to a time when God had miraculously brought his people out of slavery in Egypt and wanted to bless them with a new home in the promised land. He showed them over and over again that he would take care of them, but they still complained and mumbled and grumbled and they didn't trust in him. 
They trusted what they saw and thought more than what they trusted in God's amazing power. And this lack of trust led them to keep getting into the same sin of unbelief over and over again. And as a result, they missed out on the blessings of God in the promised land. So if you trust in God, you will be blessed. Now think about this for a moment. Remember the story of Job. Job, oh my goodness, he went through so much. The devil was tempting him and taking stuff away from him, taking his material stuff away, his family, his livestock, everything he had, and even his some of his health. The devil was taking that all away. But yet, Job continued to trust in God. In Job chapter 42, verses 12, 12 through 17, we read about Job's reward then. God blessed Job's later life even more than his earlier life. He ended up with 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 teams of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. He named the first daughter Dove, the second Cinnamon, and the third Dark Eyes. There was not a woman in that country as beautiful as Job's daughters. Their father treated them as equal with their brothers, providing the same inheritance. Job lived on another 140 years, living to see his children and grandchildren, four generations of them. Then he died, an old man, but a full life. All because Job trusted in God during all of the trials that the devil was trying to throw at him. Realizing that as the song goes, this is not our home. We are only visitors here. We have to trust that God will lead us on our journey as visitors on this planet. We have to rely on God for our livelihood. There is a greater thirst that this world cannot provide, as it says in the Song of the Blessings. Jesus said that to the woman at the well. In John chapter 4, verses 13 and 14, Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water, we're talking about the water from the well, will be thirsty again. But anyone who drinks the water I give will never be thirsty again. The water I give people will be like a spring flowing inside them. It will bring them eternal life. Trust can be a difficult attribute to find in a person, whether it's in a friend or a romantic partner. Past experiences may have you on your toes about placing your trust in someone again. One thing is certain, though. You can always trust in God. Maybe you have a complicated situation where the honest truth may be harder to deliver. Keeping the faith and having the hope is not just about putting your trust in God but is understanding the meaning of trust at its core. 
trust, meaning honest, and putting your life in their hands. Being honest is always speaking about the truth. And those virtues are easier to value than the actual be putting into practice. Most people have let a lie slip from their lips at least once in their life, probably more often. We are only human, after all. When we make the efforts to be a trustworthy individual, you will be not only seen by God, but you will also become a welcome and stronger and more authentic relationship in your life. After all, trust is a two-way street. You know, there's this thing called the correction line. When you're driving down the road, all of a sudden there's this little curve in the road. You drive some more and here's another little curve in the road. Most people in the plains know about this in the wide open country. Every 24 miles, running due north and south from the baseline, there is a correction to compensate for the curvature of the earth. There's always that curve. You always have to be careful when you're driving down the road. You just can't drive straight because we live in a planet that is round. <laughs> you know, and our life is also full of curveballs, if you will that the devil likes to throw at us. But we trust that our coach will tell us how to react to them. Through the scriptures, God gives us the directions for living a godly life. We will not have to worry about the curveballs or the correction lines. It says in Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Putting your trust in God is the way forward. Set aside your anxieties and doubts and turn it all over to the Lord. He will make your path straight. There will be no correction line. There will be no curveballs because God is there to guide us. And when we fully trust in God, we can even make it through the fire. Nebuchadnezzar even responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who has sent his angel and rescued his servants who believed him, trusted in, and relied on him. You see, they violated the king's commands and surrendered their bodies rather than to serve or worship any god except their own god. You can read all about the story in Daniel chapter 3. It's a very powerful story. It's about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who decided to trust in God no matter what happened. You see, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylonia, he decreed that anyone who did not worship a gold statue of him that was made up would be thrown into a flaming furnace. That whenever the band started playing, everybody was supposed to get down and worship the statue. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power. 
your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never, ever serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. They knew that God could rescue them from the blazing furnace. They had total trust in him. And indeed, when the band started playing and everybody started bowing down and worshiping, guess what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They ended up in the fiery furnace. But something amazing happened. Suddenly, the king jumped up and shouted, We're not only three men tied up and thrown into the fire? Well, yes, your majesty, the people answered. But I see four men walking around in the fire. None of them is tied up or harmed. And the fourth one looks like a god. Nebuchadnezzar went closer to the flaming furnace and said to the three young men, You servants of the Most High God, come out at once. They came out, and the king's high officials, governors, and advisors all crowded around them. The men were not burned, their hair was not scorched, and their clothes didn't even smell like smoke. And this is when King Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise their God for sending an angel to rescue his servants. They trusted their God and refused to obey my commands. Yes, they chose to die rather than to worship or serve any God except their own. Isn't that an amazing story? God didn't leave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego all alone in the fire. He wouldn't leave us alone in the fire either. Trusting in God means that we don't have to doubt him. He will not abandon us. He will not, you know, he will come to us in our time of trouble in our lives. We keep walking confident that we will be saved by God. In Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8, it says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. The good news is that this verse in in Jeremiah serves as a reminder that to trust in God truly is a blessing. Your faith in him allows you to create a fulfilling and happy life. You see, folks, God wants everyone, I mean everyone, to have blessings. God wants everyone, and I mean everyone, to realize that the truth will set them free. God wants everyone to realize that this is not our home, that our home is in heaven. God wants everyone to realize that there is a great thirst that this world cannot provide but that only he can provide. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, 
This is from Ezekiel 33:11. Say to them, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die, people of Israel? Isn't that amazing? God doesn't want anybody to die. He takes no pleasure in that. He wants people to turn from their evil ways. The Bible tells us that God is patient, not wanting anyone to perish. But yet, people just don't get it. Just like the Jewish people couldn't understand what Jesus was talking about, the truth setting them free. It's about God's love for us. Everything we need to prosper has been released to you by your Creator. You have the skills, the gifts, and the abilities from God to do exceedingly well in whatever you set your heart to do on earth. God has blessed you with immeasurable blessings and he has also commanded you to put into practice his blessings upon your life. You see, when God called Moses out of the wilderness, God made the necessary provisions available for him. Aaron was provided to support Moses' ministry. Aaron became Moses' spokesperson. When God sent the prophet Samuel to anoint Saul as king over Israel, Saul also threw tantrum, saying, and Saul replied, But I'm only from the tribe of Benjamin, the smallest tribe in Israel, and my family is the least important of all the families of that tribe. Why are you talking like this to me? But this tantrum did not stop God from doing what he had purposed for Saul. May God's purpose for you and your life be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Never ever think that you cannot do anything because you lack the provisions for it. Has God has not your has not God made provisions already in your life? All you have to do is grab onto it, grab onto it, and release the gifts that God has given you. We are to declare that we are blessed by God, that we have the God-given abilities to do exceedingly well in all that God has sent us to do here on this earth, to take charge of our roles and responsibilities on earth, to receive everything God has provided for us, to prosper. And the words of the Lord of all creation shall be fulfilled concerning each one of us. God has released blessings upon every one of us. And that is so awesome. It's time for you to declare today that your blessings have come from God and not the happiness of the planet. The happiness you have is a blessing from God. And if you have not realized that, it's time to read the scriptures. Read about God's love, what he has done for so many people. We've covered just a small, minute number of people in our message here today about the blessings they have received. Yes, indeed, God loves you.
He loves me. He loves every one of us, and he wants everybody to come to the truth, and the truth will set us free. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, there are so many things on this planet that we take for granted, but we realize that you surround us with blessings. You give us the wisdom to know the difference. To know that the curveballs and the correction lines that are here on this planet, you will make them straight. And when that curveball comes and is straightened out, when we're at the bat, we're going to hit a grand slam home run. Because you are our teacher, you are our coach, and you are our God. Thank you, God, for the many blessings you have given each one of us in our lives. Strengthen us and preserve us through your word. And Lord, thank you. We cannot say enough, but say thank you, Lord, for what you have provided for us. We pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has also taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. As we take our worship, praise, and prayer from this place into our daily lives, may our lives be sustained through the love of our Heavenly Father. May we feel the presence of our Savior walking beside us, and know the power of the Spirit in both our actions and our words. May the Father's hand keep you from stumbling, the footprints of Jesus give you confidence to follow, and the fire of the Spirit keep you warm and safe in your walk with God on this very day. Um. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious upon you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace, love, and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And may you all have a wonderful week. Stay safe. And God bless you all. We'll close with Go My Children with my blessing.
children, sins forgiven, at peace and fear. Here you learned how much I love you, what I can cure. Here you heard my dear son's story, here you touched him, saw his glory. Go, my children, sins forgiven, at peace and pure. Go, my children, fed and nourished, closer to me. Grow in love and love by serving, joyful Children fed and nourished, joyful and free. I, the Lord, will bless and keep you and give you peace. I, the Lord, will smile upon you and give Go, my children, I will keep you and